What is up, River family? It is Wednesday, which means it's our Wednesday Bible study. Here's why we do this. We want to grow together right where we are. So we hope that this encourages you. We hope it inspires you. So let's dive into his word. What is up, everybody? It's Wednesday morning, which means it's our Wednesday morning Bible study. I'm here with our worship pastor, Braden. How you doing this morning, Braden? Doing good. Forgot the theme music. Where, 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 where? You're the worship guy. You got to come up with music. No, no I'm just kidding. I love my guitar. So. <laughs> I actually thought I, one of the, we're going to do this sometime. This is we obviously didn't plan this part of this discussion, but uh, maybe doing prayer and worship one Wednesday morning I think would be a great idea. Uh, so here, if this is your first time joining us, we, we want to just tell you welcome. We're excited that you're here. Uh, what we do is we either go through the Bible or we dive into a topic that is is relevant or maybe a struggle that uh, or just an interesting conversation that that most people are going through at the same time. Um, we're actually going to be in the Bible. We're going to start diving into some really deep conversations. Um, the, this chapter, we're in Mark chapter 13, if you want to go ahead and turn there. This chapter has a lot of end time stuff. <laughs> we were kind of yeah. like, ah, people are going to be nervous. And I actually think Maybe not. Like, I think when we look at this stuff, our goal is actually to give us confidence and hope. Direction. Um, yeah, in, in, in direction going into this. Uh, this is interesting. The Hebrew term for hope isn't optimism. It means we'll wait on the Lord, right? So if we're going to participate in hope, which uh, Mark writing to, to Jewish people, uh, the Bible having a primarily Jewish context, when we refer to hope, we need to look at it through the lens of how it's referenced, which would mean to to wait on the Lord. So even as end times approach, we wait eagerly upon the Lord. That doesn't mean we're stagnant or complacent. Um, I think complacency can is, is really a hidden version of pride. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Complacency is like, I don't really need to do anything else, but we can be content. Uh, the difference between the two is uh, complacency is I don't really want to grow. Contentment is I have what I need to grow. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. So let's open the Bible. Mark chapter nine or chapter 13. We're going to go just four verses, nine through 12. Jesus had just warned about, you know, the, the end times. He talked about this building being destroyed. Uh, talked about rumors <laughs> of wars, nations rising up against nation. Here's where, here's where we are in verse nine. Speaking to his disciples, he says, but be on your guard. For they will deliver you to the courts, and you will be flogged in the synagogues. And you, there's a lot of wills. You see this? <laughs> you will stand before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them. The gospel must first be preached to all nations. When they arrest you, don't worry beforehand uh, about what you are to say, but whatever is given to you in that hour, for it is not you who speak, but it is the Holy Spirit. Brother will be betray brother to death, and a father his child, and children will rise up against parents to, uh, and have them put to death. Um, you will be, oh, we're going to go to 13, my bad. You will be hated by all because of my name, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. Well, this is a super, I mean, this is what you would see on a coffee mug, right? <laughs> These are super exciting versus Brayden, what do you know, when you're diving into this, when you see this, what do you, what, what are you seeing? Well, I mean, the first thing that pops out to me, it says, be on your guard for, and he tells them, like, what's going to happen to them, right? Uh, just like, like, it reminded me of how he tells us, like, when you go through struggles, when you go through oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, trials and temptations. Um, but just like that, and then he goes into, uh, 
Do not be anxious beforehand what you are to say, because whatever you're given in that hour, for it is not you who speak, but the Holy Spirit. So he's just saying, like, even in these times of trouble, whenever it does happen, like, don't worry. I got you. Yeah. I got you. It, it, it's interesting because, like, okay, I read this, and the goal is not to worry, but, I mean, think about it. Like, realistically, how easy would it be to worry when he says, uh, they're going to deliver you to the courts, which um, would be the Sanhedrin. He's talking more specifically about the Sanhedrin. Uh, you will be flogged. Yeah. You know, and yeah. most of us that have maybe even seen the movie The Passion saw the intensity of what that looked like. And he also says, You'll, you're going to stand before governor and kings for my sake. You know, uh, as a disciple, you know, what, what do you think would go through their heads? You're like, uh, well, I mean, <laughs> have you ever seen The Chosen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Braden loves The Chosen. Each of the disciples' lives are portrayed, and it's crazy. Like, it really is crazy. Like, you take Peter. He's a fisherman. He he, he lays down his, his life as a fisherman to follow Christ, right? All these different things happen, and then, <clears throat> bam, like, Jesus is going to tell him what's going to happen in the future. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you're just like, like, how do you, how do you handle that? Like, Hey, you're, you're, you're going to be beaten in my name. Like, but I, maybe that's where verse 13 comes in. Like verse 13 is the one who endures to the end will be saved. You know what I mean? It's like, Hey, this stuff's going to happen, but there's kind of like a reward at the end of all of this. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Can you yeah. see maybe where that would be the, the piece of comfort? And I, I think the disciples, I think they are confused still, you know, I think they did have faith and they did believe, but a lot of them were still confused because they didn't know like the whole uh, fruition of, of, of what Jesus was doing until I, I feel like after he did it. Yeah. And after he came back. Um, so it would make more sense. And so I think they were confused at this point, you know, they're they probably wondering why, uh, they probably didn't know what the heck he was talking about. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, okay. So as a, as we look at the grand narrative, like when we read the Bible, we need to read it, uh, all of these many stories in the, the perspective of the grand narrative, which, uh, it's a unified story leading to Jesus. And then after that, it's the advancement of his kingdom by, by partnering with him. Right. Um, we would see, uh, in the book of Acts where they would stand before the Sanhedrin, we would see where they would stand before, uh, kings and, and lords. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, the, what's interesting to me in verse 9, mine says, as a testimony to them, uh, the translation I really like to read is the Christian standard, and it says that you'll stand before them because of me as a witness <coughs> to them. Um, okay, the root Greek word for the word used as testimony or witness is the word martyr. <laughs> so think about, okay, Jesus in, in the book of Acts says, uh, you're going to be my witnesses in all of Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, right? Mm-hmm. The word witness, the root word of the word witness, it's the same word here, is the word martyr. So a martyr, think of it, is somebody that gives their life for the message. Like they're so committed to what they believe, or they're so committed to a person. or so that not necessarily mess- somebody who dies, but somebody who yeah. gives their life. Because when we think of witness or testify, what we think of is like a court, right? Yeah. Somebody that is a witness is somebody that saw it and can say this is true. Hmm. That aspect of it is true. Yeah. Right. But the other part of it is like when you look at the word martyr, it's like it's not that I'm just going to say it's true. Like I'm not going to turn away from it. Like even if it leads to to my death, which is what we see happen with the disciples. I mean, some of the disciples had horrible deaths. In fact, I'm pretty yeah. sure the only one that died from old age was John. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? But even still, John got put on an island all by himself. He was so committed to the message. So he, so he, he breaks it down. I, verse 10, look, look, we need to look at that. The gospel must first yeah. be preached to the to all the to all the nations. What is the priority? Declaring the good news. Yeah. yeah, that's what, what I was going to say. Like Jesus gave them their job, and you know I think that that their faith they had faith enough to go out and carry out their job. You know they, that that was their calling, <laughs> and so that was their direction, and that's the same direction that Jesus gives us. You know, is to 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 go and bear witness. That's it. it, it that's that's really. Think about that. It's sometimes partnering with the like with Jesus is sharing the good news. That's it, and living it. Sometimes the easiest way to share the good news is to live it. Why do you live that way? Well, man, listen. This is what Jesus did in my life. It, it opens the door. You know what I mean? Opens the door for us to have those is conversations. It easy, Matt. Is it easy? <laughs> it, it's trying. Does it, it make it, my life easy? It, no, it doesn't. I think that's what he's getting at here. That's a, I think that's a great question. Does it make my life easy? No, look at the next verse. When they arrest you. <laughs> that sounds exciting, right? But there's even something to hold on to. And I think this is this is so relevant to today. Um, most people are afraid to share the gospel because they feel like they don't know enough, yeah, right? They good. feel like yeah. they're unqualified. Um, they, this is what I would tell, like what I like to tell people, like if you, especially if you're having a conversation with an atheist or somebody that believes in God, um, you don't like if you're in an argument, you've already lost them. Does that make sense? Mm. Uh, and really, you shouldn't quote scripture at people who don't believe in the Bible in the first place. <laughs> Is that so? You can argue theology. I mean, there there are believers today who argue theology, but you can't argue your experience. And yeah. each and every one of us have a personal experience about uh, about Jesus essentially walking by and, and inviting us to follow Him. So he's like, when you're arrested, hey, don't worry. You mean don't, don't be, don't be, don't be anxious. Um, don't worry about what to say. Why? Because when you speak, it'll be the Holy Spirit speaking through you. Uh, when is the last time we quoted that? Like uh, when there's this conviction inside of our heart to say, uh, hey, I, I need to go talk to that person about Jesus. Most of the time, what we do is we disqualify. I don't know enough. What if they say no? There's all those excuses. Yeah. And, and what Jesus is telling them is like, hey, listen, you're going to stand before all of these people with major authority. <laughs> We're afraid to do it to, in front of people who have none. <laughs> no authority. Yeah. Jesus is saying, you're about to, these people are going to have the ability to, to, to have your life taken from you. He said, but you're going to go. You're going to testify uh, for my sake. He said, don't worry because the Holy Spirit's going to tell you what to say. Yep. Right, and that's in that what faith is like dependency on God. Absolutely. So absolutely, he he dives in uh, verse twelve is is really what we see happen, uh, just kind of throughout the Old Testament or the New Testament where uh, Christians are losing their life. Uh, you know, they're pursuing them. Paul, uh, for uh, or known as Saul in the Jewish community, was uh, commissioned to go in and find Christians. So if somebody believed, they would. They would turn them in. You know, uh, there would eventually be uh, in church history. It's called the cult of the martyrs where people actually took pride in dying. <laughs> so they would actually turn themselves in uh, so that they could die for Christ. It was their way of finding honor. And what kind of ended up happening is people were like, no, we need you to like live to share the message. Like, <laughs> yeah, like every, a job yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> but nobody's signing up for that today. You know, he's just like... <laughs> But then I think the last part, this is huge. 
Uh, he says, you'll be hated by all because of my name. I think we're seeing this today. Yeah. Uh, the persecution because of our belief or our willing to stay committed to the teachings of Jesus. He said, but the one who endures to the end, he will be saved. What do you think about that? Is uh, that a... Man, I, I just want to say, like, it's not easy to endure. Like, the word endure, like, just kind of gives me an uneasy feeling because enduring something means getting through it. It means pushing through. It means seeing it through to the end. Um, and, it, you know, things aren't going to be easy to endure. Uh, you know, whether you're a little kid or whether you're an adult, uh, living for Christ is going to be hard. It's going to be hard, you know. But... We will be saved because of it. Yeah, uh, this is. Uh, there's one commentary I was looking at. It said this: perseverance is a result and outward sign, not the basis of spiritual genuineness. So, okay, let me let me simplify that. Um, perseverance is evidence of of being genuine to your faith. Yeah, perseverance is evident of being genuine. And I think Paul would actually echo this. Let me pull this up. It's in Romans chapter five. Um, let me see. Uh, yeah, yeah. He says, okay, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the gospel that we have shalom or completeness with God through whom we've also obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand and we exult in hope of glory. Look at this. And not only this, but we also exult in our tribulations, knowing that tribulations brings about perseverance. So we, we get excited about tribulations. Why? Because it brings about perseverance. Perseverance, proven character. So not just character that we think, but actually character that is proven. Uh, proven character, hope, and hope does not disappoint, right? So uh, actually, we need to we need to think about this. Um, it's it's uh, maybe not our ability to quote scripture that proves the genuineness of our faith, but it's our ability to continue to live the scripture in the middle of tribulation. That uh, that that shows the the genuineness of our faith. Perseverance is evidence of spiritual genuineness, right? Um, you know, I know there's a time uh, there there are definitely tons of promises in the Bible, but like in this instance, this isn't like a bragged about coffee uh, like coffee mug. We call them coffee mug verse, you know. But at the same time, we learn that we go through hard times. But Jesus gives us a hope or something to hold on to. And as we persevere, it is evidence of our faith yeah. today. Does that make sense? Yeah. Is there anything else you want to add? Uh, just like to tap into the peace that Christ offers us, especially in these times, because there's a lot of hard things going on uh, in different families and different groups. And uh, Christ does offer us peace through all this, <laughs> through yeah. everything you're going through. And so I say just tap into that, ask him for that. On a personal level, and, and you'll get it. Yeah. But, and just persevere. Keep going. That's it. Three quick takeaways. One, gospel must first be preached to all the nations. Two, he's called us to be witnesses or, or martyrs for the message. But when we don't know what to say, just trust the Holy Spirit. Lastly, um, persevere. Like persevere to the end, like Braden was saying. Perseverance is evidence of our faith. Uh, so that's our Wednesday morning Bible study. Hey, we are so pumped that you join. I know the text is tough, but the goal is uh, to grow together right now. <laughs> and especially in moments like this, for us to find hope, even though it may look like the times get tough. So 
we're going to be here again next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Uh, if you don't have a church home, we'd love for you to come join us on Sunday. If you do, go worship, go serve in your church home. I think 2022 is a year to make a big difference right where you are. So we hope to see you next week. Have a great week. Well, hey, that is our Wednesday Bible study. We just want to thank you so much again for joining us. And if you want to join us every week, if you'll click subscribe, this podcast will pop up right there for you. Again, we want to do this to grow together right where we are.